All right, here we go. It's the Way of Rock podcast, episode 35 with Jeff and Jack. How you doing, Jack? I'm um, doing all right. Excellent. We are in 2021. Happy New Year. 2021. Our first show of the new year. And we are going to talk about a lot of the new music that is expected in the coming year. I, I have a feeling the list we have is going to grow considerably. Yes. Uh, we are still in a pandemic mode. There's no live music. These bands have literally nothing else to do but create new music. And you, like just looking off last year, um, there there was albums that were announced in the middle of the year and then out within two or three months. So Yeah, that's true. They, they, these, these guys have plenty, and gals, have plenty of time to get in their studios, their home studios even, and put together music because really that's their only creative output right yeah. now. They can't get out on the road, a lot of them, and so you're you're just seeing a lot of a lot of creative output from a lot of different kinds of bands. And if you listen to our last episode, which was the best albums in our opinion of 2020, there was there were several that were just basically put together in 2020. Yeah, and looking at the list that we did, um, there there was a few artists that they had a, a 2021 album lined up, and they had a 2020 album. Um, the Killers are the most the one that is right. coming to my head, but so we could see some of the bands that you know they had something in 2020. Maybe they have a couple seven songs or uh, five to seven songs that they that you would consider be a B-side. Maybe they throw together another album and get that working and somewhere like that. So, And I think we're seeing some bands that were prepared to tour in 2020 on that album cycle, and then that fell through. And now we're seeing them on a list for albums this year. So yeah. that, that made it, might have been a, well, we can't tour. We might as well put out an album next year. And I'm seeing a few bands on this list that that, might, that description might fit. But first, we should say that we are brought to you by Anchor.fm. This is a website and an app that you yourself can make your own podcast. It's absolutely free. You just go to anchor.fm or download the app to your device, and then you can record your podcast. You upload it to the app or the website, and they do the rest. They handle the distribution, get you on all the other major platforms, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and they will also find you ads. They'll find you sponsors if you want to monetize your podcast. And again, it's absolutely free. You go to anchor.fm or you just download that app from the App Store or whatever they call the App Store on non-iPhone I believe devices. it's the Google Play Store. Yeah, some, something like that. And uh, get your podcast up there. You might as well. You're not doing anything else. Everyone needs a podcast. Everyone does need a podcast. You can also go to our website, itsthewayofrock.com, and we've got a little miniature t-shirt store there where we have our new crew t-shirt. It's the Way of Rock podcast crew. If you've ever seen those guys working on stage, a lot of them, the backs of their t-shirts say crew. We thought it'd be fun to make a, our own t-shirt that said crew. Yes. Yeah, you don't sound as jazzed up about it as I am. but I have a, I have a bunch of... A bunch of real band crew shirts. You do. And now everybody can have a, a, the Way of Rock podcast. And a little, I don't know why I raised my hand, because not only were you not looking at me, we're alone in a room. And ironically, we don't use a crew. We don't use a crew. It's we're a two-man two band. But what I was going to say... Um, we're the local H of podcasts. For, for anyone else that might have various crew shirts of bands, um, for whatever reason, however you acquire them, 
if you don't care about them like most of the ones that we get because you'll notice the ones that give you them are typically country artists and no one cares about country you can sell those on ebay for like 30 dollars. it's great conceivably conceivably we've we've heard story well i've heard stories of people selling them on ebay for like upwards of 200 and i was so i was all excited whenever um i heard that i was like i'm a I, this is going to fund my future. Yeah, that hasn't worked out as well in uh, in operation. But you get 20 or $30 for a country shirt you don't want. And right. uh, and a lot of times they they will color code those. So like the, the cool them. crew t-shirts are the black ones. Yes. But not everybody gets the black ones. Yes. Some people get yellow ones. Some people get orange ones. So yeah. Some people get green ones. And then you're just like, oh. Yeah. Can't you, wait to sell You want to be on whatever crew is and, black, which is usually audio yeah or uh or the loaders they like to give them black as well and um to take it a step further since most of these they don't actually it's not really for the crew to have them it's more for the um logistics of having them color-coded like that right so they just get like yeah there's a there's a meaning they get 400 xls (laughs) and then just use that so then you the shirt doesn't fit you anyway and i say xl loosely i mean like triple xl but uh, so so we're getting deep into the weeds here on what it's like to work on a major tour. Yeah. So we should probably circle back and say, if you want one of our crew t-shirts, <laughs> all you have to do is go to our website. It's the way of rock.com. You can also listen to the podcast there. Yes. I, and so it serves two purposes. It's not just a place to sell you our t-shirts. Now, now my question for you is, because I don't know how our, uh, if our new shop is like our old shop. Can they get different color color coded uh, crew shirts? They no. They can get some of the shirts. You can get various colors. I think the the crew shirt is just black. I see. Okay. And I want to say most of the shirts that are on there are just available in black. There there might be a couple that they can choose, but rock t shirts are black. So rock t shirts are black. Yeah, um, I'm not going to play this game where I go to see my favorite band and they have orange t shirts and. I will say white shirts also look cool. Yeah. That's uh that, that's it. I'll get that. They they end of they it. They can, I guess. They can. If they have black graphics on them. Okay, I'll allow it. Rock and roll is not about color, my friend. It's about black. When I was a kid and ACDC came to town, I have a red ACDC shirt. You're a completely you, you, you do dismantling because you everything. You bought it at Target or something, but I'm saying in 1983, when ACDC came into town, everybody didn't come to school the next day in multicolored shirts. They came to school in black ACDC shirts, off the top and of they your, looked cool. Off the top of your head, do you know what your favorite band shirt that you have in that closet is? That I currently that have? That you currently have. And I'm going to call you out. <sighs> Which one is it that's... um? Is it your... I'm going to say, based on, based on the fact that it's shirts that I only currently have, and not ones that I've bought throughout my life. So I only have a few now because I I stopped buying t-shirts for many, many years. Okay. So I've only got a handful. Okay. But based on based on comfort, I'm gonna go Godsmack. Okay. Nope. Godsmack's gonna come in two on there. Based on comfort, I'm gonna go to my social distortion shirt. Okay. And possibly based on design as well. What's the, uh, you have a cool one that, it, what's the cool not black one that you have? I don't remember what color it is. It might be white, it might be gray, but it's it's a really cool. I've got a black stone cherry that's kind of an off gray 
that does have a cool design, but it's a weird color, so I don't wear it very much. Might be that one. Do you have a white one anywhere? I've got a white black moods. Okay, I might be thinking of that too. It's got ba- it's got gr- black graphics. It's just got the black moods logo and then a like a record like okay. an album. Um, that's probably the only white one I have. Okay. So, again, we're getting into a, an area that the average listener probably doesn't care I was about. Just, I just <laughs> curse what band shirts you have. Yeah, I don't. Have, I mean, I used to have dozens of them. Yes, I used to have so like like you do now. I have a very extensive collection. Yeah, you have a vast collection of band shirts that that you've been collecting for ten some odd years, and still wearing some of those yes. somehow. Not sure how that works. Well, because there was a weird. I didn't realize that I wasn't a large until maybe my sophomore year of high school. So I was like getting larges, and so I still have band shirts that like I got in middle school that don't fit. And I'm waiting for me to. So, grow so to what's them. your favorite? What is my favorite? Okay, I'm gonna off your criteria based off comfort. Um, the first of my Breaking Benjamin ones because I have that. Uh, uh, yes. That one that we got whenever we saw them play at Point Fest a couple years ago. Really like that one. That's a really soft one. Actual, the- I think my favorite one's probably gonna be my European slash one. I think that one's just dope because it's not only it's the. I think the design's really cool, but then it's also the European dates on the back and Yeah, that is cool so that European a, concert. That is a really cool running one. Running around the middle of America. Yeah. Now I will say your very first slash shirt that you had that you probably can't wear anymore. I it have had, it somewhere. I it, it had that that cool short lived slash logo that he used, the lettering. Um Kind of like the graffiti esque. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it's just a picture of him at yeah. the yeah. That was a very cool shirt. I have that somewhere. And it was like it was black, of course. And then the the, the graphics were bluish. Yeah. So it's a, a it's a really thing. cool shirt. It was. All all cool concert shirts are black. I don't want to hear any different. <laughs> so before we get into our albums, we had a couple of uh couple of weird obituaries in the last couple of weeks. One probably expected, the other one not so much, I don't think. At least I'd, I'm not in that I world. I also don't think. I know. I know he died young. We'll start with him, Alexei Alexei Leho, from Children of Children of Bodom. That children, is a hard name for me to say. Children of Bodom slash Bodom After Midnight, right. which um, now he was only 41, and I I think he had been dealing with some illnesses. Yeah. So um, again, in their world, it might not have been so unexpected. But whenever somebody 41 passes yeah. away, it's a it's a bit of a shock. In the I think all that's been released about is just complications with health issues. Yeah. Um, but, and this kind of leads into what we're going to talk about later, but I did want to mention, because Bodom After Midnight is recording an album right now, and they have yet to comment on kind of what their future is, because Alexi, of course, was the singer, lead guitar player, and founder of Children of Bodom. They broke up in 2019, um... Him and the rhythm guitar player, they formed Bodom After Midnight basically this year, or in 2020. Um, and so they formed that like very recently, and then this happened. So it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with their future. I don't, I mean, I don't even know if their album is finished or anything like that. So yeah, it has a TBA for release date, so we don't we don't know anything about when that might come out. But they are on the list for to be releasing an album in 2021. So who knows where this will set them back. Um, it is too bad again. Somebody, I feel like I've heard, I've known about that band for so long that I was really surprised to find out he was that young. Yeah. He was, um, 
because they've been around for a good bit. And when I saw that, I was because that it, they're in Finland, um, and so it happened in the middle of the night, which is when I'm up, and so it ha- and the news broke about it. I want to say two anywhere between two and four in the morning, and I saw it kind of as it released, and then right the next day is whenever kind of America heard about it, and they're like, oh. But yeah, it was really unfortunate because, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say either of us are the biggest children of Bodum fans. We don't know that much about him, but he's clearly a very talented individual. So Yeah, and again, anytime anybody that young passes away, it's, it's a real shame. Now, the next one is somebody that, talk about somebody who's had health issues and probably should have went a long time ago and totally outlived his body, is Leslie West. Leslie West, of course, the guitar player, singer of the band Mountain, known for their song Mississippi Queen. Mississippi Queen. Not their only song by any means. If you get a chance to just check out some of the deeper cuts on Mountain, do it, because they're a great band, three-piece band, and they wanted to be like the heavy Cream. Like, you know the band Cream? Yes. And Cream was heavy for their day, no doubt, Leslie West wanted to be heavier. Yes. He, he wanted to take that three-piece sound and, and just be that much heavier. And Leslie West is a guy who was 75 years old, and he's been dealing with health issues like since the 70s. He, had, he was one of those guys. He was, he, was, he was a huge man, very large man. And he did, you know, he, he lived that rock and roll lifestyle to the hilt. So he had all sorts of drug issues, alcohol issues in the past, just beat his body to death. Ended up with diabetes. He lost his leg something like 10 years ago. He's been performing from a wheelchair for the last 10 years when he does perform or did perform, which wasn't that much, but still he'd get out there and, and perform in a wheelchair. I got to see Leslie West once when Van Halen came to town right after Sammy joined the band. They came to town. They played two nights in St. Louis and they brought Leslie West out and did Mississippi Queen with him. So Les, I guess they just brought him on the tour, and he would just sit in the back and do all their cocaine. And then when it was time to do Mississippi Queen, he'd put on his big giant fur coat and come out and do Mississippi Queen, which was killer. Sammy yeah. Hagar, Eddie Van Halen, Leslie West all doing Mississippi Queen. Um, that was the only time I did ever get to see him. He was a legendary guest on the Howard Stern Show. Howard loves Leslie West, so I got to hear him interviewed many, many times. He would always bring a guitar. He'd come on the show, play his guitar, talk, you know, tell old rock and roll stories. Um, he did put out an album about 10 years ago called Unusual Suspects. And this album brought in a bunch of guest guitar players like Slash, Joe Bonamassa, Zach Wilde, all the big guitar players. He, they brought him in. You know, Leslie, of course, sang lots of great, not only guitar work, but just cool, bluesy rock and roll on that album as well. Um, yeah, I don't know how, how deep in a mountain you've ever gotten or even that, that later album, but yeah, if you haven't had a chance, go check out some mountain and Leslie West, 75 years old. He, again, outlived his body for probably 45 years. And then you, you mentioned Mississippi queen and, um, of course, like that, that it's not their only song, but that's one of those few, like, there's just some classic rock songs that no matter what genre people like, they know those songs. Like Mississippi Queen's one of the songs that growing up my like my uh classmates would all know. 
just like them listening to country or rap or whatever it is. It's just one of those. Was that a song that kids would have known from Guitar Hero? It is a song that was on Guitar Hero 3. Um, uh, saying that I don't know how popular Guitar Hero was against kids that weren't weren't me. Yeah. I, uh, but uh, <laughs> well, it seemed to be a pretty popular game. I I was a, I was it might have been. Um, I'm just saying. The, the South kids, Park did a whole episode about it. They did. <laughs> I, I, it was a very successful game. I'm just saying I don't know if, among uh, the demographic that I was a part of. Um, but I'm yeah, it, it is a song that was in Guitar Hero Three, and maybe that's why. But uh, it it is one of those like as as far as classic rock songs go, it's one of the classic classic rock songs. It is, and it's amazing. It's only two and a half minutes long. It's a it, short song. Yeah, but it, it's, it's it's a short twelve bar blues, and just Leslie West wailing. Leslie West wailing with cowbell and yeah, yeah, everything. And the cowbell thing I've heard was kind of an accident because they would use that as almost like a metronome, and then they just liked it. And they're like, yeah, leave it in. Yeah, it's uh, and it's of course legendary, you know, as part of the song. So yeah, so long, Leslie West. We speak your name. All right, so 2021 has got a list of albums. It They do. Now, we've only got release dates for the first three that we're going to talk about, and then we'll just kind of jump mm. around because we don't know the release dates. The big one this year, I think, is going to be this Foo Fighters album. Yes, and which is interesting because I, I don't know if we gave the last Foo Fighters album any I didn't really care light for of day it. at all. I didn't. I don't think I listened to it. I wasn't crazy about the single that played on the radio. Right, and same here. And so I didn't really delve. And into I don't it. know if I don't even know if it's a bad single or it's just the well, side effect that comes with our radio station of playing <laughs> it into the ground. It was different. It which saying for the Foo Fighters is saying a lot because they do kind of have a formula, and this was that last album they had, or at least that single. Um, this guy is a neighborhood. That was that was a. That was a left turn for them. And I don't know if, I don't know, I don't want to say that that's why I didn't like it because I do like when bands take left turns and take chances or whatnot. I personally kind of felt it went down that like Imagine Dragons production road, which I I don't care for. But, you know, I I give them credit for trying. It's kind of like when Chris Cornell years ago did that album with... uh, Oh, a big hip hop producer who slips my name. It wasn't T Pain. <laughs> I can't remember. I feel like it was somebody along those lines. I don't know hip hop producer. Was it Kanye? No, 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 no. It wasn't that big of a name. Um, yeah, I don't, or I don't, maybe it is in that world. I but, don't know. Uh, but hip hop. Regardless, Chris Cornell put out an album in like 2007 or something, and it was just kind of a kind of a poppy, you know. For Chris Cornell, it was a totally left turn. It wasn't, it wasn't Audio Slave. It wasn't Soundgarden. It was, it was way different. And he caught a lot of hell for it, as you know, people will do. So I don't want to, you know, I just personally didn't care for the, the last Foo Fighters. Yeah. This one, from what I've heard, and this comes out February fifth. It's going to be called Medicine at Midnight. I've heard three singles off of this: um, Shame, Shame, Waiting on a War, and No Son of Mine, which. I was expecting to be a cover of the Genesis song, and it's not, thank goodness. Um, all three awesome songs. Shame, Shame is probably the one everybody knows right now. It's the one they did on Saturday Night Live. 
It's the single that's on the radio. I really dug Waiting on a War. Is that the one you uh, played for me before the um, started? I think so. Okay. It was kind of a little mellower, acoustic-y. I don't, Start even, on. I don't even remember now. Yeah, this this one was, it just lyrically was interesting to me. I'm the same age as Dave Grohl. And as somebody who grew up in the time that we grew up, we we were little kids when the Vietnam War ended. And I don't know about Dave Grohl, but I don't really have a memory of the Vietnam War. It, I was six years old when it ended. So it seemed like all through my grade school years and high school years, it was just pounded into our heads that we were going to be going to war with somebody, whether it be Iran or Russia or whoever whoever they could think of to for us to be going to war to. They would scare the crap out of little kids. And we were always having to do drills in school. And, and there was constant TV shows and news specials about nuclear war. And it was just driven into our brains constantly. And then, of course, when I was in college, we went to war with Iraq, which was, you know, not going to get into geopolitical opinions. I don't, I don't know what goes on. Geopolitical tensions. But, but people of our generation, meaning me and, and Dave Grohl, that, that was all we were ever trained for. And then, of course, by, by the time that we were of age to go to war, the United States went to war. <laughs> so, and, of course, now we've famously been at war for, you know, 20 years in, in various spots of the, the world. So, yeah, just that, that one kind of just struck a nerve with me lyrically because I'm sure he grew up in the same kind of atmosphere where I, especially he lived in around Washington, D.C., so it's probably even more. But just having that that constant threat of war looming over you when you're a little kid is is an odd way to grow up. Yeah, I'm sure I'm I I can't really uh, I wouldn't say I can't can really relate. Um, well, you kind of can. I way, can in a way because like war was happening. Yeah, it's been going on your entire life. It's like it's almost not a big deal now. It it is yeah. But the what I was gonna say about that is because I I was born what, three months after 9-11? And maybe 9-11 isn't what sparked it, but now there's like a thing where so many young adults, they grow up their entire lives to go, then they're excited to go to the military. They're ready to go to the military. And then like the the concept of a draft is never going to be a thing anymore. It's right. like, like the the, the sitting, the, is it, is you call a sitting, standing army? Am I, I'm confused. The... America's army is doing quite well right now. And so it's like you don't you you know that it's in the back of your head like yeah, we're at war the whole time, but you you it's not a worry if that makes sense. And that's, and what, that's I mean. what I mean, yeah. I, that's what that was what I, I think you're, we're You're right cuz it's it's been going on now for so long and it's just a everybody just t- almost takes it Like I, as long as I've been alive, we've been in a war. So And, and there's no real threat now. Or maybe there is. Maybe there's just as much threat it's just handled differently. But when I was a kid, the threat of nuclear war was was constant. Whether it was real or not, I don't know. But I, I've always heard that after the Cold War ended, we kind of found out that our enemies didn't have anywhere near the arsenal that we were all told that they did. So it was all this building of, of nuclear warheads that we could have blown up the world a million times over and thankfully never did. And Obviously, we never even needed to, you know, arm ourselves that much. But we were just kind—it con- was just constant, like 
all all the time in the news. You know, the, the, is this going to be the big one? And then also, I don't know the state of the military like when I was a kid, but in the Vietnam War, they did have the draft. Yeah. And then they got rid of it. But as we grew up, and, you know, in the United States, for our international listeners, when you're 18, you have to register with, what do they call it, selective service? Selective service, yes. And that way that if they are ever going to bring back a draft, they've got your name and, and they can come get you. Um, I, I, I remember it being very real as a teenager. People, you know, just worried that that would come back. You go down to the post office and... and Register for selective service, and you're like, oh, geez, I wonder if, you know, some crazy person's going to start a war and we're going to have to pack our bags tomorrow. So, yeah, it's a, it, it's just a, it's just a, it's a different thing now, I think, again, because we've just had this, these ongoing wars forever now, and no one's really worried about a, a bomb being dropped that's going to blow up an entire city. Yeah. Well, maybe we should. See, I, and I, I kind of grew up during the, uh, the Kim, the Kim Jong Un, uh, nonsense, whatever you would call it, and even in like fifth grade, no one ever took that seriously. It was just like memes on the internet. It's just like a different. Yeah, it's a different world now. Different I mean, world. You got the internet and and you know information. You you can talk to people on the other side of the world now, where we couldn't then. We were isolated. I couldn't. I I I now, as you do, know people who grew up in 1980s Russia, and. And can talk to them about what their lives were like then, as opposed to what our lives were like then. And it's what they tell me is completely different from what we learned in movies and on the news and things like that. And you know, we didn't have that. I, we we couldn't just communicate with a, a you know a Russian kid in 1983. So yeah, it's just a very different world, and and the way information is traded now. Hopefully, you know, you don't see it so much watching the news, but hopefully, makes things a little bit better. For for people in that in that realm, anyway, that's a long deep discussion off of one Foo Fighters song. Yeah. But I do look forward to this album again. It's probably going to be the album of the year. Although I look further down this list, and we don't have a release date for it, but we'll talk about it in a minute. It looks like the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to have something. Yeah, come out. That's going to be. Another... I bet that will be a huge one. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know. Remember when the last uh, Chili Peppers album it's was? It's been a few but... years, at least four or five. Yeah, there there's some names, um, some names that are that are gonna be big ones, and then there's a they're like uh, the Surge Tankian album is gonna be. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. What was the name of Dar- Darian's band that you played? Scars for? on Broadway. Scars on. I don't know why I can't remember that. I need to write it down. That was good music. I yes. enjoyed that a lot. The, um, yeah, Darren, the, Scars on Broadway is, is a is an interesting. I like them a lot. We were gonna we were in, we kind of mentioned this a lot. We were gonna be able. Uh, to see them had the world not ended. I forget what tour that was going to be on, but uh, I believe Faith No More was also going to be there and yes. maybe a Corn. I might be getting... and I think that was the Breaking Benjamin show. Breaking Benjamin, Corn, Faith No More, um, Scars on Broadway, although I might be getting them mixed up with other shows. So another album we have a release date for is the Pretty Reckless album, Death by Rock and Roll. I feel like this album has been coming out for like... as long as the pandemic's going on. It's, yeah... Um, so it's looking like it's going to be February 12th. A couple singles out. Death by Rock and Roll's been out for quite a while. It has. 25's been out for a while. Earlier before the show, we listened to one called And So It Went. This one has Tom Morello on it. Which I'm sure makes you quite happy. It does. I'm, I'm always happy whenever Tom's on a, on a song. He plays a rip-roaring guitar solo. He does do that. Album, on this song. 
I should say. But the Pretty Reckless, they're they're such an unusual band for me because I I feel like on one sense they don't necessarily get taken as seriously as they should. And I could just be in my head. But you know, Taylor Momsen is a great singer. She's a very good singer. And she's a great just a great front woman in general. She really is. And and again, I could this could all just be you know, I concocted in my head, but I, I, I feel like since she really just kind of plays up that traditional rock and roll, you know, you know, having the look and the the moves and the, you know, everything that I feel like when bands do that now, they they don't get taken as seriously. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But they're such a good band. Um, And what's funny, do you, uh, not to get sidetracked again, but you made me remember, do you, do you remember a while ago we watched a video of some guy breaking down the Heaven Knows you, uh, music video? Oh, yeah, it's been a long time. And he was like, like the part where she burns a cigarette in the Bible, he's like, she's burning her cigarette in the Bible, insinuating that she's a Satanist. <laughs> and it was just like, and it, it, I, I don't remember if it was, it, it could have been satirical or it was just like crazy person, but it was, it was a funny, like you said, they're not taking, there was just this guy going through and bashing on every part of the video. Yeah. And, and it's, it, I guess too, I mean, cause it, it always seems like, you know, she's what, she's about 30 now. She's been doing this since she was a teenager. Um, and it always, I always felt like the guys in the band were like 10 years older than her. I think her. they are. So it just, it, it was always kind of a weird look, but they, they put out such great music and she has such a killer voice. Yeah. They, this is looking like it's, it's going to be a, another good album. I know we were both, when we were doing our, when we were talking before we did the albums of the year, we were going to mention the Pretty Reckless and we're like, oh, we haven't listened to it yet. Right. And then we looked it up out. and we're like, oh, it's just. <laughs> It's not out yet. Okay. The first single, I think, came out in the summer. But whatever. It'll be out February 12th, so check it out. It's called Death by Rock and Roll, The Pretty Reckless. Rob Zombie's got another one of those albums coming out where he put his words in a random word generator yeah, and, and somehow created a title. So, The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. <laughs> Rob. Rob, yeah. So I, I think I'm, re- I might be really mean to Rob Zombie for no reason, because like it's not like there's a such thing as like a bad Rob Zombie song. They're no, all just kind of Ro- Rob Zombie. Rob's songs. awesome, yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't really listen to the last album all that much. Uh, I saw him on that tour and it was fine, and I, I caught a pick, and, and I like his bass player a lot. Um, but so I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like overly, uh, excited for this album, but it, it I am, uh, I'm going to give it a listen and cause it, like I said, it is Rob Zombie. Yeah. I'll Rob, dig it. Rob Zombie's Rob Zombie. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. You know, it's going to be goofy. You know, it's going to have that industrial sound. Rob's a guy that took a left turn probably about 15 years ago. And I can't remember the name of the album, but he had a single called Foxy Foxy. And it was very, very different. Than, than what you would normally hear from Rob Zombie. And I love that song. And that, that was an example of a, somebody that you, like you said, you know what you're going to get with a Rob Zombie album. But he kind of took a left turn on that album, and I really dug it a lot. But yeah, this one, I look forward to this one too. I, I, I like Rob Zombie a lot. He was another guy that used to go on Howard Stern all the time and was always a great interview. He was the intro. Yeah, he is the intro. Is it? Yeah, yeah, the intro, The Great American Nightmare. Yes. I couldn't remember the name of the, the song, but yeah. Yeah. And, and a step further, as 
fun as Rob is, John Five is John Five. There's a. It's funny you mentioned mentioned Guitar Hero. One of my friends is playing through Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock right now, and he he's struggling on um, a song, and he's like, I can't get. I don't know what the scoring system is anymore. But he's like, I can't get this score on the Black Widow of Laporte, or I think is the name. And I was, and it sounded familiar in, off my head, and at the top of my head. So I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, there's a John Five song. That's why." And then, so then I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh dear." The the idea of playing this on Guitar Hero frightens me. Dude can play guitar. Yeah, when we when I saw him a couple years ago, when he opened for, up for Corn, they did a guitar solo where he went and he did like the whole took his telly out into the crowd. He's playing it, walking around the the seats, and then Rob started taking drink orders. He wasn't taking drinking drink orders. <laughs> Rob was messing with a guy. He was like, "Oh, why?" Like he, it was, it was in good fun. He was just like, "I see you have your your phone out during John 5's guitar solo," and he's like, "I'm gonna make him play it again." <laughs> and so he's like, "John from the top," and then so John starts the solo like as it was uh, from the top again. It was, and he only did it for a little bit, uh, like a little bit. Then he came back in, but it was it was funny. Very nice. Yeah, John Five is a guitar player. Yeah. So this next one, we don't have a release date, but we do have a single. We have a single. And I'm very and a excited name. because I didn't even know it was going to be coming out. I, I didn't know they had anything coming down the line. So this was a great surprise the yes. other day when you played this. It's Chevelle. It's Chevelle, band out of Chicago that we dig a lot. So um, I'm, I don't know what their answer at for uh, bass is right now because Dean did leave a, a briefly, bef- like a little bit before the pandemic really started. Right. He, um not like not of, of, of what are they brothers in laws? Yeah, I think yeah, they're brothers in law. Because Sam they're... and Pete are right. They're the the brothers. So yeah. I think Dean was the brother in law. But um, it it, it was all uh, he he just wanted to focus I think on his art and stuff like that on the side. And he said it was just gonna be. It wasn't like a permanent leave. It was just um, or at least the way he worded it um, was that it, it was gonna be a temporary thing. He probably could have waited three weeks until for the world to end. Right, he, he, he didn't would, know there was a pandemic. He he would have had that anyway. So this album is going to be called Naratias, Naratas something of Chevelle word I can't pronounce. Um, and this single self destructor is yeah they're really getting their good. album titles from Ghost. <laughs> yeah, it, this this single is really really good, and I know, and I think like Chevelle's a great band. It's. I would be very hard pressed to go out and find a bad Chevelle song. Um, yeah, they have a very cool sound. But their last three albums, La Gargolia, um, The North Quarter, and now this. And they're another three piece, aren't they? Yeah, they're th- yeah. three piece. Those, um, those three pieces that can put the, that sound out. And yeah, and because they just tune their guitars down to like B, but it's not like it's not like that crushing B sound. It's just like I don't even know how to describe. It's a really really cool sound. But their last two albums are probably my two favorite. I think Lagagarla and North Quarter one and one A basically for me. And this one kind of is staying on that heavier, darker sound. So I'm excited about that. Um, and if you ever have the uh, chance to see Chevelle, we've seen them. I want to say like 93 times, but we've always had to see them in a festival setting. The one time I got to see them in an actual venue, it was unfortunately two nights before we saw Guns N' Roses. <laughs> so I don't remember that much about it, but I remember that it was awesome. Um, it just so happened that in a couple of days I got to see Deftones open for Guns N' Roses. 
So you can imagine. Yeah, and that was in the same week that we saw Iron Maiden, wasn't it? Was or within it was within like ten days or something like that. That's possible. Yeah, we saw Maiden with Ghost. That adds up. And who else was on that Maiden show, or was it just Ghost? Um, I feel like there was a second. Was opener. there? Was Anthrax there? Was or is that? No, that was Slayer. Yeah, Anthrax was with Slayer. I want to say Ghost was the only one they on the Anthrax been. one. They might have been, but yeah, we saw. One of the one of the two times we've seen Ghost in the daytime, yeah, which is always weird. It is weird, <laughs> but yeah, we saw Ghost, Iron Maiden. You saw Chevelle. Who was on that Chevelle show? Chevelle. We there is um, Dinosaur Pileup and Black Map, okay. which I don't think you've heard of either of them. I know well, Dinosaur Pileup. Dinosaur Pileup. They were interesting because they came out and like because they were the second band. Black Map opened, and I knew a Black Map song from Sirius. Um, so I was familiar with what they were going to be. They they were a three piece, and they didn't. They could have used a fourth guy just to help fill the sound out because it was a uh, a little a little empty. They were fine. Dinosaur Pileup was really weird because they had I want to say they had like an eight song set list, and their first four songs were questionable, and then the last four songs they just turned into like a rock and punk band. I was like, I, all right, <laughs> I dig this. Nice. And all then, right, so look for new Chevelle again. We don't have a. Release date on that one, but look for the single "Self Destructor," and the album is called. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to pronounce it. Nira Niratias. Um, Niratias. If I I was we'll really call it com- volume five. I was really confident <laughs> that I was gonna be able to pull it off. They they did spell it out phonetically on their Instagram. I oh, think so. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's some cool meaning that you know they've got for it at but. least it's not as bad as the seether album oh yeah sorry sean but that one caught that one we didn't even try that we're not even trying all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back and tell you about some of the rest of 2021's anticipated releases and welcome back to the way of ghost podcast and you'll know where this is going i would say if to look at this list of uh 2021 albums so for what we know so far, I think the the biggest name on that in terms of what we like, I think is going to be Ghost. Um, so we are quite the Ghost fans here at the Way of Rock podcast. We are. We did talk about that Red Hot Chili Peppers that probably is going to it's be... It's going to be a bigger album, but yeah, I mean... that'll be bigger commercially. I, I mean... Uh, in our little world. In our little world. Although I'm excited to hear more Godsmack. I, I'm excited to hear almost everything on this list, but I think Ghost, the the three G's, this uh, Ghost, Gojira, Godsmack, back to back to back is, because we have our list in alphabetical order. But yeah, really excited to see what Tobias Forge has cooking for us, um, and with the way that vaccinations are happening and whatnot, by the time this comes out, there might be an accompanying Ghost tour, which might be the most exciting news ever. Uh, I would be really curious to see if he continues to go down the kind of pop yes. avenue that, that the last EP took. I uh, I would agree. Um, but I, I am going to... Because even, even that, uh, I think whenever we I did my Every Ghost Song Ever ranking, I think I had Kiss the Go-Go last. But I had Mary on a Cross maybe in the top... 25 i really like that song okay so i didn't hate that sound i mean not the kiss the go-goats it was a bad song it's It's hard to be pop and evil it is it is especially if you're pop evil but (laughs) it's it's just very very like you know when when they sounded more like 
you know, Blue Oyster Cult mixed with Deep Purple and had evil lyrics, you're like, oh, okay, cool. These guys are evil. But when they start doing the the, the more pop sound, and I love Ghost. I don't want to sound like I'm slagging on Ghost. I'm not. Kiss the Go-Goat was a terrible song. I So, yeah, it is because in the four albums that they've had, they've all been relatively different in their in their own rights. Like you had Infestististististum, I call it the Orange Album. Right. The Orange Album was doom metal. That was what doom metal is. Uh, same thing. And then you had that, the sound on the Blue Album was... It was it was like what you were saying that deep purple bluish or cold sound. They brought that back for a few songs on Meliora, but Meliora was like, I wanted to say that was just that that was Ghost. They yeah created their sound I and agree. it was I agree one of the best albums I've ever listened to. Which on the to- topic of that, I've been I've been thinking, I think it would be fun while while we're kind of in the uh, early January not uh, in the January of nothing happening. Um, we have this topic, but I think we should uh, compose our. 10 favorite albums of all time not in any order just like go through I w- i've been thinking about that interesting because I, mean, I, th- okay. I think that'd be a fun maybe we'll do that on the next episode a fun thing to do some other names on this uh like we mentioned gojira i was supposed to see them i want to say in september with deftones and poppy and i'm a little disappointed that show didn't happen yeah i feel like this is an album that was put together when their tour got canceled yeah because they had that another world single which is a really really good single um, Godsmack, their last album was awesome. Godsmack in general is awesome. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, Slipknot is another... Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see this on the list. Yeah. Uh, I want to say... I figured their cycle would, would be last a little, a little yeah, longer. Yeah, a little longer. Because they had... Uh, what was that album called? Unsanctified. Did we have this yeah. issue last time? We Are Uns- Not Your Kind. That was a single that wasn't on it. Oh, Okay. Yeah, confusing. <laughs> so Unsainted was the album? I Unsainted was one of the singles, so oh. I'm going to go ahead and say, sure, it could also be the album. If you want to fact check that, uh, I will. Jamie, um, <laughs> go I, for it. I can't type with one hand. <laughs> so yeah, Slipknot's another one. Um, Miles Kennedy, excited to see what he's able to do. His solo stuff, Year of the Tiger, was really, really good. So excited to see what he's doing. We kind of talked about that whenever he announced it. Tremonti... Um, Big Tremonti fan here, so excited for that. We are not your kind. Let me. Oh, you you might be. Oh, All Out Life is what I was thinking of. Okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, All Out Life was a single. The reason I say that is because All Out Life says we are not your kind many times in it. That's uh. So yeah, you're right. I apologies. Um, I concede. But yeah, Tremonti. Four albums deep. I don't think he's released a bad album or a bad song yet. I'm a huge fan of what he's doing. Baroness is another one. Uh, we're not too deep in the world of Baroness, but we like what we know. Um, they had that last album, Yellow and Gold, I want to. Th- I think it was called in 2018, 2019 maybe. Yeah, I dig Baroness. We Did we... Because I, I know they came to the ready room. They did. What was our excuse for not seeing that show? Um, It was the... I want to say it was the same night of one of my athletic banquets. Gotcha. Okay. That that makes sense. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. The Ready Room wasn't the greatest place to see a show. Talking about a venue here in our town. that was It was a bar that was in an old building and kind of two different rooms yeah, and not really was, designed well. But 
We did see royal blood. We there. saw royal blood in and the was fun. bass drum of death. Bass drum of death is kind of fun because they're called the bass drum of death. I, I can't believe you remember. I I that. know I know bass drum of death. <laughs> I I knew about bass drum of death before that show. So I'll. Uh, That's funny. I'll give it that. But yeah, looking forward to Baroness. I, I would like to see them live someday. Yeah, and then so Tremonti. Then we have uh, I mean Baroness. Bullet for My Valentine's one that I'm excited for. I thought their last album was another one that was up there on their best albums. I thought that was a really good piece of work. Um, Mastodon, big uh, big Mastodon guys here. We yeah, love- I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing them live too. I know they've come kind of close to us in the last couple of years. We just haven't been able to pull it together. They, they did that tour with Primus. Yeah, where they open for Primus, and I'll be honest, I'm I have no urge to see Primus, so I I just didn't want to go see them in an, as an opening band and then leave. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm holding out when we can go see them at the the pageant or something like yeah. that. But I mean, Mastodon, they had their uh, their what was that album called? Uh, Deepest Cuts? No, yeah. that was uh, something like that. Yeah, the thing they just put out with like it a, was a compilation was, album, right? Right. Um, but that song "Fallen Torches" was really, really nice. Um, and then some just other ones off the top of our head. We have Abbott, which I don't think either of us really listen to Abbott. We just like the concept of Abbott. <laughs> oh, see, I thought you listened to Abbott quite a bit. Medium rarities was that medium rarities. Time. Yeah, I I'm familiar with him. I like some of his stuff. Um, I just think that, like I said, the concept of Abbott is fun to us. Uh, Anthrax. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Anthrax. Yeah, they're in again. They their last album. The band, not the poison gas. <laughs> their last album is it a gas? No, it's, a, it's some sort of substance. I don't know. I'm not, last, a, I'm not a scientist. Their last album was another really good one. I really liked that album. Uh, For All Kings, I think it was called. But uh, I got. They, to see they turned out to be really fun live. Yeah, All the years were, that they've been a band, and I've never ever seen them until. We saw them open for Slayer, and yeah, I was I was I was pleasantly surprised by yeah. how fun they were. And I got to see them open for Slayer both times, so you I got did. to see them at the pageant. And they're at all the, boys. <laughs> they're fifty uh, percent of the Big Four. They are. Um, speaking of Big Four, Megadeth, uh, allegedly in the studio, which I guess that means that Dave is healthy enough. I, I think he is. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. That's which, which is good. Uh, their last album, and I'm I'm really mean to Megadeth a lot. Um, the famous joke, Megadeth makes me Megadeth, which I don't even know if it's true. I'm not crazy about I'm not crazy about like classic Megadeth stuff, like the the songs that everyone loves. Like if you play Hangar 18 for me, I don't know if I'm it's gonna do anything for me. But Dystopia, that was a really cool you don't like album. Peace sells, but who's buying? I just I uh, I'm you don't not like, crazy about hello it. me. It's me. Like Symphony of Destruction, I don't. It's, unnes- it's unnecessary. <laughs> like I said, I'm really mean to Megadeth, and for probably no reason, because we were going to be able to see them on what was probably going to... It could have been the show of the year, I think. Uh, In Flames, Trivium, Lamb of God, and Megadeth. I think Trivium and Lamb of God, just those two alone were going to we be We did awesome. see Megadeth on a festival. We did. We got to see them at a Mayhem Festival. I remember festival. it was blazing hot. We we walked in when Machine Head was playing. Then we got to see Megadeth, Godsmack, and Disturbed. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, Me- I thought Dystopia was a cool album. There's a really cool song on that called Conquer or Die. And it's an instrumental. And it's Dave doing like classical guitar for a bit. And he turns into a rocking uh, dueling guitar solo with uh, 
what's his name, Kiko? Is he still the Megadeth guitar player? I know they go through yeah, I don't know. other guitar players. Dave's a player, though. Dave is a player. Dave is incredibly talented. Um, his voice doesn't do it for me. I think that's the gripe a lot of people might have with his, Megadeth. His voice doesn't do like it for Megadeth, me. Yeah. But he is a wizard. And that's how that's how I am, not so much with Megadeth. But if there's if there's bands that everybody loves and they're just beloved bands that are full of talented players and I don't like them, it's probably because I don't like the lead singer's voice. Yeah. And Yes falls in that category for me. That's fair. I cannot listen to Yes. That's fair. I know, um, I know those guys are all musical masters. They followed me on Twitter before I lost my <laughs> Twitter account. I lost my Twitter account. I was 18 when I lost it, but it was because I made it um, like before I was 13 or something. You didn't incite violence, did you? No, I didn't incite <laughs> violence. Um, I, I just when like when I was of age, I changed my birthday to my real birthday. A and they fatal did, error. And they didn't like that. A fatal error. But uh, yeah, I was followed by Yes. It was the verified Yes account. I was like, cool. Yes follows me. And that is kind of cool. My Instagram account, I think, is followed by the zombies, um, <laughs> which is less cool, but still cool. Hey, they're rock and roll hall of famers. Yeah. So the Hue, the Hue is I'm another very... band I think probably wasn't able to tour and put together an album. Yeah, and we discovered the Hue before the pandemic hit, like just literally weeks. Yeah. three days after <laughs> they played here. Like we saw an advertisement of the show the day after the show, basically at, at the aforementioned Ready Room. Yeah, and which, um, which is no longer because I I was watching and I was like, this is cool. Then like I immediately I was like, how do you feel about this? And you're like, this is cool. Then we. Kind of on um, then as we started following, I think, like, oh, yeah, they were just in town. Yeah, I want to <laughs> say we were early on the Hue train because we were there before there was uh, we were early ish. I mean, they had something like 20,000 followers on Instagram, I think, when we, yeah, but um, we we were we were Hue fans before uh, like Jacoby Shaddix was on their songs and whatnot. That's true, before um, they were doing stuff with Lizzie, Lizzie Hale, yeah, um. What other names on this? We have the Mammoth. Uh, I'm excited for New Offspring. New Offspring, yeah. You know, for one. a band that's been around for almost 30 years, it seems like whenever they put out new music, it still rocks. It it does, yeah. And um, if they're able to get out and tour, which is kind of that's the caveat with all these bands, if they can go out and tour, it's exciting to know that they're releasing an album because yeah. that typically means tour as well. And Offspring are so fun to see live. They are. Uh, Dream Theater. A little less exciting for some people because Dream Theater's I would as awesome as Dream Theater is, they're a little uh, niche with uh, the whole progressive thing and having albums that are three hours long. And yeah, they're one of those bands I respect, but I don't listen to very much. I don't listen to them a lot. I think Pull Me Under's a, a fantastic. Uh, that's their that's their song. I think that's it's a fantastic prog song. I thought not their last album, but the album they had in 2016, The Astonishing. I listen to that top to bottom maybe once because, like I said, it's it's a two-and-a-half-hour, three-hour uh, commitment. But I, I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I don't know what... Uh, then. So I think we have a couple, na- couple more. Epica, which I don't know how much Epica you know, but they're in that realm of that like heavy, symphonic, right. female metal, and which is awesome. I, I love uh, Epica, Nightwish, Lacuna Coil... Uh, within Temptation, Amaranth, I think, is in that. that uh, nope, that's not true. Amaranth is a song from Nightwish or Epica. I get them all mixed up. I'm not, like I said, I'm not too deep into that world. I dabble in it, but I really enjoy it. Is Epica with Simone? She Simone, is... Simon? Yeah. That's Epica, yes. Okay, I know who they are. Okay. I, I get them all confused, too. 
And then we have Candlemass, which I'm kind of new to. Um, they've been around for a while, but I've just recently started listening to them. I really like their sound. It's kind of it is that uh, that doom metally sound. And then um, kind of ended off. Uh, we as we mentioned. And I would say there might be an asterisk next to this now. Well, you you skipped Tremonti, which I no, we talked about Tremonti. Quite excited about. We talked about Tremonti. We talked about Miles. We and I talked about Tremonti. We've spoken about Tremonti. Okay. Go back and listen. We talked about Tremonti. pull the tape. Pull the yeah. I let it be known on record that I spoke about Tremonti. Okay. Did you talk about Wolfie? I I meant to, and then you interrupted me with Offspring. Gotcha. So we can talk about Wolfie. We can talk about Wolfie. Mammoth WVH, which I'm, I'm going to write him a letter. Please change that name. Anything that's that's clumsy for me to say. Um, now he's going to roast me on Twitter. Yeah, he's, he might roast you on Twitter. <laughs> the clowns of the but, Way of Rock podcast. But I, I do look forward to what Wolfie's got put together with this Mammoth WVH that, project. Yeah, the, the single so far is, is really good. It's sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. And I don't think the rest of the album is going to be sad. I, I would agree that... Um, it's it's going to rock. I, f- I feel it. I feel it in my veins. He's going to have a rocking album. And and hopefully it's rocking enough that it shuts a lot of people up about him. Hopefully, yeah. Because he, as we've mentioned before, catches a lot of grief on the social media. Which is uh, which is weird. Yeah, it's it's really bad. And, and, and now his mom, Valerie Bertinelli, gets a lot of the shrapnel. Like people give does. Wolfie trouble. She posted a picture the other day of her, Eddie, and a very, very young Wolfie. Wolfie was maybe a year old. So this this picture was from the early nineties. I bet he can't play Eruption yet. It wasn't even that. Like the first poster commenter was how dare you post this picture? Eddie had a wife when he died and it wasn't you and blah like going down that road. And I was like, wow. What, how angry must these people be where they have to, like, they, they basically, they were telling her, you know, she has to be ashamed of herself for posting what was a legitimately, a legitimate family picture yeah. from her, you know, life. Um, Just crazy stuff that they put up with. And, and, and we've spoken about this before, and I, and it's, it is possible that the, uh, the flack that Wolfie gets is amplified due to the fact that he republishes it himself and he, in, yeah, I'm sure. Like, yeah, he gives these people a voice that they, because like a lot of it to us, like if someone, um, if someone, I don't know if Tobias Forge has Twitter, but say Tobias <laughs> Forge posts a family picture and everyone starts coming out, I don't know if he's gonna quote tweet all of them and right, roast right. them back. We and not knocking Wolfie for it because it's very entertaining. Well, and yeah, I appreciate it. You know, he but it, it is he's it, been open. He was when he was on Howard Stern. He talks about how it's just kind of a fun thing for him to do and almost helps him therapeutically. Yeah. And it it but it does it could, um, what's the word? Inflate the amount right. that it what it seems like he's getting. But You're yeah, probably, and there's probably people that do it now, hoping that he roasts them yeah. back, and then they're like, "Oh, he noticed me." Right? Yeah, they get the attention that they that they so desperately crave. All right, so this last one. Um, which one are we? See, talking that's about? where I hand it off to you. Yeah, I didn't it's know a, which one. It's called a segue. The, okay, I get, I get where you're coming from. I, I, I hear you. I stand with you. The, the one with the question mark. The that question we're not mark. Too okay. Sure about. Before we get to that, I wanted to mention oh, okay. Bodum After Midnight again, just because. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, you do that. I, I am intrigued. I was intrigued when I saw this album, and of course the, the events happen, and and it's really disappointing. So, keep your eyes out on that. Maybe give them a follow on 
the Twitter, the Instagrams, whatever. Just follow that album because I don't know if it's a guaranteed release anymore. Um, and just follow Bowden After Midnight. See see what they end up doing. Um, definitely, I should probably know the uh, guitar player's name. I'm going to pull that up real quick because I have it open on Wikipedia. Give me a second. Um, definitely follow him because, of course, uh, Daniel Freyberg. Definitely follow hit what he's doing because of course he was in children of bodom for years and that fell through then he he gets bodom after midnight and now that's in a little bit of limbo so i'm sure he's he's gonna be getting his hands on a different project somewhat soon um so that's bodom after midnight that's pretty much all of those albums then we have like you said the last one being slash and I think you know more about this one than I do. Well, I don't know more, but I've seen rumblings. Rumblings. Um, yeah, there's... I want to say Mrs. Slash, on her Instagram, posted that we would be seeing new music from Slash this year. Which is a great sign. It's a great sign. Now, the fact that Miles has an album coming out this year, I mean, it doesn't mean a whole lot. It's not like they can't do both. But... And if Miles is already, you know, somewhat in the can, then they can you know, work on the Slash. And... and- further if there if mile like right now miles probably can't really bang, uh, bet on going on a tour right by himself so it frees up a lot of time there as Here's well something i would love to see though okay it's been 10 years since that that first slash album with all the guest singers okay as much as i love miles and the conspirators I think it'd be very, very cool for Slash to do that again. I think it would be cool. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, just get a bunch of different singers, you know, some newer guys maybe, guys he hasn't worked with necessarily, and do another one of those albums. I think it would be awesome. I, I would uh, I would agree with that. That said, if, you know, and I'm sure this is going to be a Conspirators album, I'm definitely looking forward to... <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Right, exactly. I don't want to make it sound like I don't want to hear a Conspirators now, album. The, I just, uh, that just occurred to me, though, that I I would love to hear another, you know, when we were talking about Leslie West and that album that he made. I would just It would just be fun to hear Slash playing with a bunch of different singers again. We we mentioned that Miles Kennedy uh, might be busy. Do we know what uh, Todd D. McKearns and Toke are up to? Are they going to be too busy and Slash is going to have to... Uh... I don't know. Todd's got his. Uh, he's been doing his podcast quite a bit, but I don't know that that they've been playing. I don't think. I don't have. really know anything about Toke. I just like Toke. The idea of Toke. I think it's Toke. Toke. Yeah. The Canadians. Canadian word. The Canadian. Yeah. The 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 cons- It's really interesting with the conspirators because they're basically the background band to Slash and Miles Kennedy, but they are awesome. They are. It's it's just. The, those three, right? And and now that we you know bring up the conspirators and Miles Kennedy, blah blah blah. If touring does start back up, Frank Sidoris is in Wolfie's band. Yes, he so is. that complicates that a little bit. Yeah, maybe maybe we get a uh, we get um, Wolfie Van Halen is the opening act on the Slash and Miles that Kennedy would be tour. Awesome. Because uh, would buy a ticket for that show. Um, yeah, because that would, that would be that would be quite because yeah. Todd Kearns, Frank Sidoris, Brent Fitz. Th- that those three, I those they're the the conspirators. They're they're quite awesome. And Todd, whenever because what what songs does he usually sing? He sings like "Out to Get Me," um, uh, do, um the Doctor Alibi. Doctor Alibi. Yeah. That was I love when he sings Doctor Alibi. I forgot about that. That dude is just fun to he's watch. So fun because he, he's he looks way he's, into it. He's like a seven foot tall vampire basically. <laughs> 
Um, and he's just, yeah, he's into it. He's awesome. That group of five, I love them so much. I, I mean, I would probably say in 2019, Living the Dream was my album of the year. Um, that might be based because I saw them twice in probably one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. But uh, I'm really excited. If they have an album this year, count me in. I'm, 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 yeah. all, I'm all for it. Hopefully that's just not rumor. That hopefully, would be hopefully that's something that's happening, and it, and even if it's not um, an album with the conspira- conspirators, you know if if you know I, I hate to even put this out there, but if he's working with Guns and they're doing something, you know that would be just yeah. as awesome. So, either way, hopefully we see some new slash in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and and if that meant another, we get another slash tour, and we get to see Slash again. If you haven't seen Slash. C slash. That's uh that's that's all I got. Yes. All right. That's gonna do it. Those are the albums that we are looking forward to. I'm sure that list is going to grow and grow. And we'll especially uh, as this pandemic stretches on, at least in the United States. We'll monitor as it does. We will. Keep talking about it. Now, we had mentioned probably in the last show that we had hoped to start adding music to the podcast. Um and then you read the fine print. Then I read the fine print. And it looks like that, if, if we were to do that, we wouldn't be able to get this podcast out on all of the platforms. It would just be available on Spotify. So I think and what we're, we're not Joe do, Rogan. We're not. I think what we're going to do is have a weekly music show. A little Spotify exclusive. Yeah, a little Spotify exclusive on Sunday nights. We don't have a name for it, but it'll be a Sunday night Spotify kind of thing. And it'll just be, you know, an hour or so of new music. Maybe we throw in some some classics, maybe maybe a song or two from some unsigned band that we've found via social media. The the caveat is it's gotta be something that's on Spotify. Okay. We can't just pull from our private collection. Okay. Um our I don't know if the fine print uh you you say that something that we can't pull from our collection. What if because in the past we've had bands send us their stuff. Would you know what the rules on that is? It would have to be on Spotify. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For us to play it on a show, on on this platform, it would have to be something that's on Spotify. Which the, the stuff that bands have sent us, I think, is clears that pretty easily. Okay. Because um, I think it's pretty easy to to get your music on Spotify. I think you have to pay like a an artist fee, and then and then they upload it. So, yeah, look for that. We will announce that. Hopefully this Sunday will be the first one. We'll announce it on our Instagram if and when that happens. But, yeah, look for a, look for a music show every Sunday night from us, only on Spotify. So, in the meantime, check us out on Instagram, at It's The Way Of Rock. You can also check out our Facebook and Twitter, which is essentially a repeat of our Instagram, also at It's The Way Of Rock. Our website is itsthewayofrock.com, and you can email us at itsthewayofrock at gmail.com. So thank you for listening. Tell a friend, subscribe, share, leave a comment, a nice one. If you leave a mean one, we won't do the wolfy thing and give you the attention that you crave. We'll just cry and ignore it and (laughs) sit in a dark room and... Get you banned from Twitter. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely do that. And go visit our sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you are interested in making your own podcast, Anchor.fm is the way to go. It's absolutely free. You can download the app or just go to their website, Anchor.fm. You got anything else, Jack? I do. 
Um, we briefly talked about this, and I haven't fully made a decision yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down, pull out the pen and paper, and see what I can do. But the return of the every song ranking ever might uh, come back. Ah, uh, yes. I don't know if I feel like uh, mentioning the artist right now. I think I might just leave that a uh, leave that a surprise. Leave that a surprise because you may change your mind. Because I may change my mind. But uh, I had I th- I had a lot of fun doing it with Ghost. Um, the the thing is is I know Ghost better than I know most bands, so it's easy for me to listen to because I I be- I knew every Ghost song going into that. I've listened to all all albums top to bottom multiple times. Same with the EPs. With this one. I'm from I the earlier stuff there's a few that I'm not aware of but for the most part I do know every song so and it might be a little left curve it's not a it's not a I meant left turn curveball I got those confused it's not one that we talk about all the time so right um all right well um, you get hard to work on that we will look forward to that and in the meantime look for the Sunday night show and we'll have another one of these podcasts in another week or so. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later.